welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. Well, welcome back, dear lovely listener. Today on Up Close and Virtual, I'm delighted to introduce you to the lovely Julie Chandler. Julie is an intuition coach and business development professional, so something slightly different for everybody this week. Julie is on a mission to help 10,000 women, I love that she's been so specific about 10,000, become intuitively led in their businesses. And she's here to share her insights on how to harness the power of the universe and the intuition to create flow and ease in your business. Julie's got over a decade of experience in offering practical guidance with the back end of people's businesses. Julie is known for her unique blend of mixing all of her skills and abilities to empower women to connect with their intuition and trust it. So powerful. She's more down to earth than the old kooky woo and is committed to showing you how the universe is speaking to you and how you can talk back to create the connections and trust in the universe that you deserve. So come on, Julie, let's dive in and learn all about your expertise and how to combine the power of the universe with your business growth background. Welcome to the podcast, Julie. Let's kick off with you giving the listeners a little bit more detail about your background, what your sort of corporate experience was and how you got to where you are today. Hello. Well, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. So yeah, my background is very mixed. I will be completely honest with you. I have been a workaholic since I first entered work life and I entered work life at 16 and was straight away working two jobs. I have always been a massive advocate for having multiple income streams and although it wasn't really considered that back then it was much more just a you need money you work um (laughs) yeah that hustle mentality was always very very strong Mm -hmm. now I was lucky enough that I have always had an intuitive sense so I have always been able to sort of lean into something more um and it's something that over the years I have realized that people do not do naturally so I'm I know that I'm very lucky that I was always able to do that throughout my entire sort of corporate journey as it were I spent 13 years working for one of the largest estate agents within London um, wow. so very busy How did you get very... a carriage clock for 13 years <laughs> no we used to get a nice um you would get a voucher every Christmas like every like birthday as it were um which was fairly decent I'm not going to complain about that you know some companies just go well done good for you so <laughs> for another year well done <laughs> But even when I was doing that, I still had other jobs like going on in the background. I it's like I also worked for this just shows you how diverse I am. I also worked for a doggy daycare company for 10 years. So combining those two and that was actually my entry point to one becoming a VA myself because I worked on the back end. So I actually ran her social media for a while and there was a lot of like business development discussions that would go on with me and the manager um because um it was one of those companies that was like you're you're probably used to this as a VA sometimes the person who's in charge of the company doesn't quite know where it needs to go whereas the people who are in it have much more direction yes (laughs) I think that's so true I think that is so true so I've always had that experience of, of like 
guiding, prompting, pushing gently to try and get businesses to go in certain directions. So that was my entry point to to that world for, for a start. So that's where that, as I say, that was back in 2012, I started that side. And it kind of showed me my love for understanding business and 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 all of that good stuff which has brought me to being like within well one I still work as an OBM but kind of like very very undercover I don't promote it as much so yeah just that OBM which is becoming more and more popular in terms of phraseology and terminology just just quickly tell the listener what OBM stands for so OBM is online business manager and I agree there's like all these buzzwords that are out there um, and it's quite difficult to kind of say what you are and what like what level you're at. And it's an interesting one because within the VA, VA world, I do think that there needs to be more of a clear distinction um, because as an OBM, you are taking more of a leadership role. Yeah. You are leading a team. You are also giving business insight. You are using your experience and business knowledge and wisdom. And that comes with a higher price point. Whereas nice. VAs... Katie VA is going to have to be rebranded. The VA is going to have to go and the OBM is going to have to come in instead, I think. (laughs) It's so needed. And I have so many conversations with clients who are like, well, do I need a VA or do I need an OBM? What's the difference? And it's like, well, again, it's different for everybody. And other people will probably be going, ah, no, that's not it. But for me, I'm like, if you want a VA, that's tasks you can hand over. And it's very simple. You don't have to think about it. If you want an OBM... Yeah. If you want an OBM, they're walking alongside you in your business and pushing it in the same direction you are. Whereas a VA is just getting on with the admin and doing the bits that need to be done. And I also think with that OBM distinguish, distinguish, distinguishing kind of differences, the fact that they're much more strategic. Mm-hmm. So they're much more able to see the business as a whole and yep. kind of guide accordingly. Um, it's a bit like the difference between the sort of EA and chief of staff type yep. of thing. It's, it's that difference of just being operational than being strategic and operational. It's such yeah. a hundred percent. So it's like, for me, I've always been great with like, analytics numbers that kind of thing and I'm like let's drive a business where we need to go with that which is not something that a general VA would do although there are some out there that do it and I'm like yeah you know BM then raise your rates please (laughs) no we can't get on to VA rates right now just coming back to the intuition coaching because I think this is fascinating Mm -hmm. We need to sort of discuss, you know, what is intuition? I mean, I think for me as a lay person, I'd never come across the intuition coaching before, but I've always been a great believer in that sort of trust your gut. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yes. Yeah, very much so. So what's interesting for me and through my experience teaching others is that we have this misconception of what intuition is and that we think that it is potentially some big flashing sign that is warning us of some danger and that it's a big like you don't do this when actually all the intuition is is your ability to understand and interpret energy so I like to say that the universe speaks its own language and that it tries to communicate with you with that language now how it communicates with me will be very different to how it communicates with you because its language with each of us is personal and individual so this is why it's sometimes difficult for us as especially like as women who are told that we should be trusting our intuition we should have it it's a streak that we have when actually we all have it but we're told that we should know it and that we should understand it and trust it but we're not ever told that it's individual to us and that it's a personal translation so we're expecting it to look like something sound like something be like something and we're expecting that we have to fit into a package to be able to tap into that and that's what I'm where I stand very differently so where in the intro you're saying like I'm not really into this kind of woo stuff I'm really not I'm a psychic medium who does not conspire to sitting in chiffon with a crystal ball I'm (laughs) not here for that I don't have a yoga practice I don't do meditation. 
not in the traditional sense. I do everything my way and I can still communicate with the whole universe. So it's just like testament that it is very much a you thing. So where you're saying like tapping into your gut, it's you, it's you that has the answer all the time. And I have to just sort of, the listeners can't really see us because I'm afraid I hide behind the audio, but one of the things that when I was doing my research before I asked Julie to come on the website is I, I always slightly back off anything that's like anything that's mildly alternative because I just feel uncomfortable with it. Um, but when I read the sort of, you know, she's much more down to earth than the kind of quirky, kooky, woo stuff. I suddenly thought, actually, no, there's something really in this. There really is. And I feel very comfortable um and very at ease talking to you I'm not backing off at all I'm definitely leaning in this is the thing and this is what I will say to the listeners is that if you just feel like you just have a little sense and that it is just a little gut feeling that's more than enough you don't have to lean into the whole thing if you don't want to if you're all the way in and you're all the way down that rabbit hole that's also great the thing is it's supposed to be different for all of us and that's the beautiful thing so yeah I stand very strongly in the like I don't like it when people tell me that I have to do it a certain way I'm like no I don't (laughs) all got our own individual ways of running these things and I think that's there's the intuition bit isn't it it's for for you it's identifying that everybody is different and I think that is really important and I guess it's the head over heart stuff or the heart over head yes and no so how intuition talks actually intuition talks through four main channels typically so one of them is very heart led and that is our feelings so people um will often call themselves empaths where they feel other people's feelings they take on emotions they might feel excessively drained after a conversation with a friend who's sort of offloaded on them and there's like oh I just take on everyone's energy. I just take on everyone's energy. That's a feeling. Mm -hmm. And that can expand into feeling other people's emotions. It can expand into actually feeling physical sensations in your body, like just split second feelings. So if you're overworking, you might suddenly get tight shoulders just out of nowhere, like a little second of just tight shoulders. And that's your body's way of going, you're doing too much. Like, calm down, please. So it's that kind of communication. Um, On top of that, you've then got things of, um, well, there's what is what they call clairvoyance, which is seeing. But I call it I like to name these with animals because it seems less like spirituality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So so for me, the empath, the feeling is the elephant energy because it's very much like they are very they feel a lot. And we know that about elephants. So seeing would be your hawk vision and that hawk energy. Now, this doesn't mean that you're seeing an apparition in front of you. It can be. It can be that you've seen ghosts in your past, but it could be that you have really vivid dreams or it could be that you see repeating numbers mm-hmm. or just really bright colors sometimes. That's also a sign and communication. And it's just being coming aware of that. Um, listening to those those sort of kind of highlights this is the thing it's like once you notice them you then see them over and over again and it's kind of like those synchronicities are where you need to start asking yourself questions what does this mean what is this telling me and remembering that you have the answer already you don't have to turn to the book you don't have to turn to a professional if you don't want to it's just asking yourself what does that mean to me and seeing what that looks like I get this a lot with people who see animals a lot yes yeah and they will say like I just I keep seeing this robin like what does that mean and I'm like well what does it mean to you because if I tell you what it means to me it could be a very different story yes exactly what it means to you and you then pull out these like interesting little stories of them having robins in the back garden as a child and it means joyfulness and like there's so many ways to interpret these things that come through yeah, absolutely. Sure. So can you actually give us any specific moments in your own journey where you've had to rely on your intu- intuition to make those sort of decisions? And how did those um, decision making processes turn out? So I have a lot, as I say, I've been, you know, able to trust in signs, especially for me, that's something that's very, very powerful. And one of the stories that I give a lot of the time is when I actually did get fired from my um my job well I actually got fired from both it's a hell of a story we won't go <laughs> too into it right now but I got fired from both within six months 
And at that time, I'd already started doing stuff for myself. The, yeah. I was doing tarot readings, I was teaching. So I'd already started, but I probably wasn't in a position that I would have left the job, let's yeah. say. Yeah. So it felt like in my gut that the the universe was taking like the, the taking the choice away from me in a sense of like, right, you wanted to do this. You said you were going to leave at the end of the year. So what's February compared to December? So let's just throw you out there and see what happens. So I actually had to ask the universe because of course there was imposter syndrome. There was doubt, there was fear. I'd been in a job for 13 years and it was that sense of security and stability and routine that I had. And um, it's like, although I trusted if you've never lost a job before, it is the most unnerving. It's a very strange process. It's, hor- it's absolutely horrible. That sort of redundancy. It, it, it's just, yeah, I, it's happened to me once and I still get that sort of sickness in the pit of my stomach when I remember that feeling at the time and that yeah. out of control and what on earth am I going to do next type thing. For me, it was very much like flipping from one side to the other, like, um, like woe is me like what how why is this happening to oh my god this is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me like and like oh look at all the opportunities I could have yeah all of those ups and downs were there it was very like it it was exhausting it was physically and mentally exhausting to sort of go through that and I was in a position where I had been working with the universe I'd been doing tarot reading so I was seeing the proof in my connection so I obviously had that under my belt and I just asked the universe for a sign. And my tip to anybody who is ever asking for a sign, be very specific. So this was the middle of February and I asked to see a fully dressed Christmas tree. I wanted to see it with lights and tinsel. <laughs> and that's what I asked for. I don't know quite what led me to ask for that, but I said to the universe, if I am supposed to be self-employed from now on, and that everything is okay, show me that. That's what I want to see. And it it was the, the strangest story. So later that day, I was reading a book and there was reference to a lady putting things on a Christmas tree. And I was like, okay, close, but not what I asked for. <laughs> and then further on that evening, there was a, I was watching a YouTube video and it was obviously from December and there was a Christmas tree in the background. So I was like, okay, you're showing me stuff. I see this. But I still doubted because it's kind of like this isn't right in my face until the next morning when I went to walk my dog. And I decided because I had more time on my hands right at that point, I would go further afield. So I was going to a new location and I missed my first turning that the sat nav had told me to take and went down the next road. And it was probably about five o'clock in the morning because I'm a very early person. So it was still dark. And as I'm driving down the road, there's no one around. And I can just see flashing lights in someone's window. And I stopped in the middle of the road. No way. Outside this house. And they had a Christmas tree still in their window. No way. That's amazing. To this day, it's not the, there is another story that is like, that blew my brains even more this year. But that to this, I was like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And I haven't gone back into employment since. So so it worked. It's working for me. <laughs> it's really funny you should say that. I think um, it, just listening to you kind of regurgitate that story, I it brought me back to a time when we were buying a house for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we'd had two that had kind of, for whatever reason, had dropped through the net. And I mean, just usual house buying crisis. Um, and I was getting to the end of my tether and we had found what I thought was our perfect house, classic, what I thought third time lucky. Um, and again, there was just this one moment when we were so close to exchanging and something had dropped out of the chain or whatever it was. And I said to myself, OK, if I can see two magpies as I drive down the road between here and home, mm-hmm. then we're going to get it. And literally within two seconds, there were two magpies. And I thought that was right. And everything then went completely smoothly. So I totally understand where you're coming from with regards to the size. How how do you cope with the sort of scepticism 
that you're probably going to be faced with from people? How how do you handle the sort of resistance that you might get from clients in terms of embracing where you're coming from and the intuition? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I have seen over the years more people being interested. It used yeah. to be sort of under the table. So people would talk about it behind closed doors. Now people are starting to speak about it more openly um, and seek me out for that information. <laughs> but it, there are still people that are a little bit, I can sort of see it. Now, personally, I don't work with people who don't believe in it. It's part of my ethos that, I want you to believe in something bigger so that I can help you do that um, and connect to it. But there are, you know, there's always going to be people that don't believe or believe that it's, it, I have to do it a certain way. Yep. And for me, that's okay. Like I just sit in that sense of what's for me is always going to be for me and what is not will not be. And it's okay for them to doubt and question. I'm much more open to people questioning me and being yes. like, what's this, what's this, what's this? Because I have a catalogue of examples of when things have been right or correct or, you know, I can't explain some of the things that I have known and experienced in a way that is very, very logical. Yeah. And it it just is what it is. So, I mean, I have a friend who, yeah, yeah I have a friend who he didn't know that I was working as a psychic for, for ages until I told him. And then he still would sort of, and he still to this day takes the Mickey out of it. And if we go out somewhere, he's always like, if the bartender or the, you know, whoever comes over, he's like, can you tell their future? Can you tell their future? <laughs> I'm like, well, I probably could, but it doesn't work like that. Like this isn't how it works. Um, although it really fascinates people, it's kind of like, they think that it's okay to challenge it. And I'm okay with that. I'm like, you know, I often find that these people who challenge it are not open to me reading them. And that's when I'm like, well, until you're open to me doing that, we we can't go anywhere. Because for me to prove it, I need to prove it to you. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's like that sort of chicken and egg thing, isn't it? They're not likely to become your clients unless they're already over the sort of dis- the scepticism element so once you're over the skepticism you're then into the relationship and you're working anyway so it's that sort of kind of chicken and egg thing which is skepticism the belief in the yeah definitely how how do you kind of when you're working with clients how do you help them differentiate for their own perspective the difference between the sort of intuition and the emotion bit and and how do they kind of work together or complement each other so especially now because I'm actually running through a new program that combines the OBM side with the intuition coaching so it's kind of like intuitive business coaching Um, it's something that I have coined be you because it's very much about being you and I think that there's four frameworks that go within a business which I can label B-Y-O-U. These people who are running through this it's very much like giving them space. Now that's the number one thing. I don't want to come in and just tell them that, you know, I can sense this, I can do this, I can do that. Because for me, that's not going to help you be able to rely on it yourself. Because this is something I learned from doing tarot readings for a long time. People will come back to you time and time and time again. And that's, that's great. I love having that connection with people, but we can all do this. We can all tap in and understand and get that those answers or remove that uncertainty. So even with people who are coming for a tarot reading, I'm like, you can do this and you can do that. And these are your options and this is your path. So it's very similar within business. I'm like, you don't have to jump off of the ledge right away. You can let things sit and let the emotions go through you because emotion won't stay that's the difference intuition will keep pushing you in that same direction but your emotion will move out of you so when you're flipping backwards and forwards between oh I can't do this to this is the best thing in the world that's emotion that's the left right of emotion what we're looking for is that guiding nudge of something deeper like a, a connection to a purpose to your past imprints your story that's brought you where you are and that's what I pull out of people as part of like the business coaching which is just so powerful and in terms of the coaching I mean do you have a typical program how do you sort of work with a client can you walk us through kind of what a typical session might entail 
Yeah, so it's very different with everybody. Um, essentially, I do things from, I range from doing like clarity sessions where we are literally talking. So one of the things that I do is I love, like I was saying about an imprint. Mm-hmm. So for me, we have a past imprint and it also shows up in things like our astrology. So our birth chart, it will show up in your numerology. And those are things that you can kind of like use as an anchor yeah. for who you are and what you're doing. So they're not there to tell you this is what you're what you're going to be doing forever but it's like you will see connections between your what you think your purpose is and your vision for the future will often link into those so it's kind of finding those connections using that as an anchor to like I say bolster you up so we can do that in a clarity session where it's like two hours where we're talking through all of those things where I'm really pulling in on all of that stuff that you've maybe forgotten because this is we've got all of the wisdom but you've forgotten those bits you've forgotten those stories that have really brought you where you are and then it's kind of like I actually bring in a lot more structure so although it's called coaching which typically coaching is more just the talking element I like to bring in much more structure because it's the OBM side of me so I'm like where are you going in the future what does that look like what can we what container can we put that in? Can we set it up as a quarterly thing? What, you know, all of that kind of stuff. My main thing that I do mostly is help people with their offers. So if they want to create a course, if they want to create a new signature offer, I'm very good at shaping that. So that's much more what we do on a longer term basis, whether that's like six weeks, 12 weeks. So a session will go through everything of allowing you to connect into yourself. And I give you lots of nice meditations. I give you access to some of my intuition courses on the back end so that you can go away and do all of that fun, exciting, connecting to energy stuff, which like really, you know, excites people who are into that. Um, But then still come together and be like, right, this isn't just me telling you how energy works and you just getting that euphoric high this is actually taking that and bringing it into your future to to bring in something more sustainable in your business as well so taking those learnings and actually utilizing them so showing them how to use them on a day-to-day basis yeah yeah I'm very big on the the energy of our touch points so every single touch point from your website to your social media everything through a funnel that you might have created for within your business because everybody has a funnel they'll some people will be like I don't have a funnel I'm like well where do you meet people like oh they meet me online okay that's the top of your funnel like it's still a funnel even if there's no structure to it and it's very much for me because I work with the energy and that's where that so basically the BU stands for business energy because your yeah. business as a whole has energy and then we have the the Y which is your energy so your energy affects everything in your business and it comes from those imprints it goes to your future everything is inside your energy the O is other people's energy so that's your client energy that's your team energy it's thinking about those energies who do you want to work with who do you want in your sphere because if people exhaust you stop attracting those people bring in the people you like like this is your business you can do what you want with it it's a fantastic thing um and then the you is universal energy so that's things like moon cycles it's things like seasons it's things that are happening around us whether we want to play a part of them or not I can they're happening yeah so it's kind of bringing all of that together and then adding in like giving that business knowledge and structure and direction I think the universal the universal energy element I think is really fascinating because quite I mean I've not really tapped into it in any shape or form but quite often I will be feeling in a particular way maybe a bit low lacking in energy etc and then suddenly I'll re- read something that mm-hmm. I don't know the Virgo moon is rising or whatever it might be yep. and you're likely to feel and you'll go okay that has totally explained why I've been feeling exactly like that for the last two weeks yeah as someone who worked at a doggy daycare center I can tell you full moons new moons drive animals insane Mm. so we used to have like 20 to 30 dogs in the daycare center and if it was a full moon they would be bonkers and people would always like they'd be the other girls would be like is it a full moon like why are they crazy I'm like yes it's the full moon and it would have every single month full moon craziness it's so it's very powerful it's happening whether you want to play along or not and my metaphor like I just tell people I'm like you might as well just at least be aware of it you don't have to do the whole thing you don't have to go to a women's circle and journal if you don't want to but maybe just look it up and say okay that's when a full moon is what does it mean and if you're called to any of that so we've got 
say Taurus season is coming up, that might really make you look at money as an example. Mm -hmm. So if you get into that and you're you're noticing that you're really looking at your finances and you're worrying about money or more money's coming in, maybe have a little look and be like, okay, that might be why. And that's enough. Like acknowledging it is enough to be used to be able to make it useful to you. Yeah. Yeah. You you work pretty much exclusively with women. I I think I'm right in saying that, aren't I? Um, In your experience, what are the common blocks and obstacles um, that prevent women from fully embracing their intuitive abilities? Because it will be the lack of trust. That's the, the biggest thing. So I hear all the time. So whether it's been doing tarot courses, whether it's been doing intuition courses, whether it's talking to women one-to-one, helping them in their business. It's that little voice that is in the back of their head, that self-doubt. And we all have that voice, whether you're in a business or not, everybody has it. And it's like, well, what if, what if, what if? And it's something that it's like, I totally get it. Like I still get it as someone who can completely trust and have seen. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I've been doing this for a very, very long time now. And I still get that self-doubt that that, um, imposter syndrome thing is is there daily yes yeah it's an interesting one and it's like it's not something that I think will ever go away because I think that's part of who we are if you listen to certain people like psychologists and things like that they always talk about the fact that there are multiple sides in your brain we do have all of these voices that are essentially talking to us and it's just being able to quieten the one that might be blocking your success and that that is worried about the step that you might take and just telling it like, well, what if I just did it once? Let's see what happens. Like it's okay. I'm also a great one. And, and you, you may completely um, disagree with me on this, but I actually feel that when I'm in those moments of self-doubt, it's actually about tuning and honing and developing my output to be better Mm -hmm. the self-doubt is the sort of could you be doing this better should you be doing this better or how could you be doing this better or uh, along with the imposter syndrome you're not worthy etc etc but I think that then makes me sharper and I think it makes me perform better I completely agree with you but I think a lot of people don't realize that so they think that it's a a thing of like oh I shouldn't do this I shouldn't step into this room and speak and be seen or heard whereas for me because again energetically speaking I classify it as like we work with past present potential energy so your potential energy is where you actually start in the future and work back so that's what it's asking you to do so where you're saying that you need to hone and sharpen and be better you're actually connecting in with your potential energy of like who can I be what can I do what does that look like and what does that person like embody what does she feel what does she do like everything like that and then bringing it back to where you are now to level yourself up it it I think the other analogy that's really helpful to people is that, you know, when you're really nervous about something and and you kind of go, oh, God, I wish I wasn't so nervous. Actually, the nervous energy is the care energy, is, is the bit that's demonstrating how committed you are to delivering something successfully or presenting something really well or whatever. So, you know, don't don't knock those energies those sort of nervous feelings actually really motivational yes very much so I think it's is it um Mel Robbins who talks about like the anxiety energy being exactly the same as like excitement so actually reframing it and telling yourself you're not scared of something you're excited about the outcome because it's reframing and looking at all the potential that it could bring because yes there is the uncertainty like you don't know but it's also just as exciting to think what if this goes right what if this goes perfectly what if this changes my life and looking at it that way and it really really does work um I'm someone who has struggled with anxiety in the past and now whenever I feel that anxiety rise I will reframe it and look at it as like all of these possibilities that are there that could just be beautiful and it feels exactly the same and then it quietens down. And actually, I think reframing those anxiety moments is really powerful rather than trying to analyze it or get stuck in the why of it. If you reframe it, you can work it to your advantage. Yeah, 
Yeah, very, very much so. It's a beautiful thing when you can reframe. I think reframing is my favorite tool. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really powerful. There are loads and loads of trends and developments in practices and all those sort of things, certainly across um, the spirituality side, but generally across business. How do you manage to keep up to date with all of those changes and trends and updates? Well, I mean, within spirituality, it's an interesting one. So, I mean, even talking about trends, the, the term mindset is a yes. trend. It's spirituality repackaged. So 18 years ago, when I was looking into doing connecting to the universe and all of this stuff, when it wasn't really available, it wasn't readily there. Yep. You know, mindset wasn't a concept no. it wasn't there. So mindset, anyone who is none of it, none of it, none of it is there. Dreamt up. Yep. And this shows you the power of creating something that is like your terminology and your way of doing things, because that's all it is, is that someone one day said, oh, I've got a mindfulness program and now it's like one of the biggest things that's out there and it's like this shows you again the power of standing in who you are so for that person that first ever said mindfulness that was what it was to them it wasn't spirituality it wasn't connecting to the universe it was mindfulness and they only wanted the 10 percent of all of the stuff you know and that's that's a beautiful thing right so I love that kind of thing and I love that more people are open to it and you kind of see things like really adapting so even when I first learned Reiki as an energy healing form there's now like loads of different forms of Reiki there's it was one purest thing but now there's like so many the thing that I will always say with that is that it all comes from the same thing Yes. So there isn't a right or wrong. (laughs) Like, although there is always, there are people within the spiritual industry who do have what we call a spiritual ego and they think their way is the right way and the only way and it's the best because it worked for them. But again, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. It's an individual thing. It's like how you connect is for you. So I personally don't try and keep up. I don't try it because there's so many things. You'd almost get bogged down in that than you would be being able to roll. What what works for me and what works for my clients, here it is. Yeah, I'm very lucky that some of the people that come to me have different tools and methodologies and I can sort of see them working and adapting. But what I've done is taken what I've learned over the years and created something that is my own and that I know works yeah. <laughs> it's tried and tested absolutely and I think sometimes it can be as simple as that I mean I quite often have clients who come to me and the first thing they'll say is okay so what tools do you use to make mm-hmm. them efficient and effective and the answer to that is actually I don't it's my own personal work ethic and the way that I get things done that is efficient and effective I don't need Trello I don't need Canva I don't need da 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 and, and I don't and, and the other thing is that the more tools that you add to that basket the more cumbersome your output becomes because yes. you're flicking from this you're flicking to that yeah. actually if you've just got your own work and you just get on and get the job done it's probably much this is so true again sort of in the OBM space that's something that I get all the time even if it's just like conversations and people are like what CRM system should I use what should I and I'm just like what's working for you have you got a spreadsheet like how many people have you got coming in you don't need to build a whole new system if you haven't got thousands of people reaching out to you um and it's the same I say the same for people who are building courses people want a whole they're like all right I'm gonna get Kajabi and spend 200 pounds a month and I'm like why not just hide the videos on YouTube and it's free (laughs) do that that's what that works until you've got an audience that will pay for these these systems do what needs to be done and put your soul into it first we don't need everything (laughs) bless i think you and i are definitely peas in a pod i really do (laughs) i'd really like to share with the listeners some of your sort of success stories and and maybe this is a good place to start is just to share a success story of clients that you've transformed in terms of their business and the way that you've worked with them and their intuition development yeah, it's a difficult one to like always just pick one person, I yes. always think. Yeah. You've yeah. got sort of a, a wide range. I think within, so even within the OBM space, one of the ladies who works with me was very, very practical. She still is very, very practical. And I love working with her because she's so goal oriented and just gets stuff done. She's not one of these like floaty clients that's like, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> she's like very driven and yeah. knows what she wants. So it's like- I deal fine, quite frankly. <laughs> 
but she's never been very like she's interested in cycles like moon cycles and things like that but she'd never so she'd heard the term manifestation but never really like looked at it before and so she asked me on a call like you know because it's it's where those those lines blur for me it's like you know that I can do all of that even though I'm your OBM it's kind of like right let's talk about this and just after having that conversation of like right set an intention make it very clear ask for a sign be very specific and honestly within a week she had seen the sign that she had wanted she had asked for more clients to come in so she'd had then two out of nowhere cold call like people wanting to work with her she re-signed another client all of that just comes from having an understanding of energy and being free and open to trust that when you set an intention that that will come back to you and it was it's such a simple thing but it's so so powerful so that's probably one of my most one of my favorite from this sort of era where I'm working more with people in business I mean there's countless stories of people who I've helped like actually connect to spirit and teach tarot but this for me because it merged the two which is what I've been wanting to do for the last four years and I was like right I can see it I can see the juiciness I can see the goodness and all it took was just clear clarity for her and I think that's something that everybody can take away it doesn't have to have the name manifestation if you don't want it to it doesn't have to have the term like spirituality if you don't want it to but just being clear on what you want and giving that space for it to come back to you and that in itself you're working with energy whether you want to believe that or not but that will work yeah and I guess that sort of crosses over with my kind of next thing that I wanted to discuss with you is that that sort of balance between the spirituality and business in terms of business development and I think the intention setting is a really good example of this isn't it Um, because business development we don't often apply the spirituality or the intuition elements to it yeah so what what's your advice on the sort of business development aspect and and applying that sort of intuition and 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 spirituality um. I would say that there are a lot of there's a lot of fear-mongering that goes into it as well so anyone who is in business and has tried manifestation will have heard things of like money blocks or limiting beliefs and all of these things and then you're you're chasing your tail to like try and remove these things when really you're actually focusing on them and potentially you don't you just don't need to be it's it's bringing it back to you <laughs> yeah okay so you're kind of conflicting what you're actually yeah. yeah yeah and it comes back to that thing of again you already know you know if you have a money block you know if you have a limiting belief like if you're in business and you're giving yourself the space to reflect mm-hmm. and that I think is is very much that blending of the two so where we're saying it's like the mindset, the mindfulness and things like that, that people are pulling into their business, that is spirituality, 100%. It's using energy in your business. It's making sure that you have time to go through cycles, right? So we work quarterly, we work monthly, we work annually. You're going through cycles, which is an energy process. So as long as you're giving yourself the time to reflect, that would be my biggest, biggest thing. So it's like, no matter what you're doing in business development, you need that sense of reflection. So whether it's, like I said, you're looking at the future you, what does that look like? How do you bring that back to where you are? How do you look backwards and bring all of that to where you are and seeing where you are right now and then guiding yourself in the right direction because you are the one that knows the path more than anybody else. More yeah, than exactly. And I think quite often reflecting on on the past to to develop your future from a business development perspective is a really good way of doing it because you know what you've done and need to change but now you just need to make those tweaks see and visualize where you're going and then just go for it yes yeah 100% and that's why I'm so big on like data and like knowing knowing your numbers and data is so important it's boring but it's so important (laughs) 
I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing my accountant actually for the podcast, which comes out this this week, a couple of weeks okay. ago. And one of the things that Tim was saying is is just know your numbers. If you know your numbers, you can't go wrong. No, if you don't know your numbers, and you don't have access to your numbers, then you will always be behind the curve. You will yeah. never be able to get where you want to be because you yeah. just know where you're at at any one time no you can't and that's again it comes down to even the energy of it if you sit there and say to yourself like I want to earn this much money well that's all good and well but what are you spending how many people do you need to get in front of you to be able to make that these are numbers that are so important it's much more than the you know there's I have this sort of little mini grudge against the internet at the moment where it's all about 10k months and 100k offers and and I'm like those are very attractive numbers they are very pretty and they call us in but unless you know you can make 10k a month but if you spent 11k to get there it's not really important so yeah knowing your numbers is very important What advice would you give to any of our sort of female listeners who are just starting to explore that kind of intersection of spirituality and business? What what advice would you give to them? Well, one, I would say that anything that you look into, because we're all drawn to different things. So whether it's that you're you've started looking at tarot or oracle cards, whether you like shiny crystals, whether you want to go to yoga and do meditation, no matter what it is always be aware that it still comes back to you right so as someone who has over 18 years experience connecting to energy I can tell you that no matter what they will teach you and say that it has to be done this way it's you that has the answer so if anyone makes you feel uncomfortable look for another teacher because there are lots out there who will teach it in a way that works for you okay so that's my first thing because it's like it will always be about being you first um and yeah, just again, looking back at things when you were younger, what kind of things were you drawn to? If you were the kind of kid that liked playing outside and looking at the stars, maybe start looking at astrology. If you were the kind of kid that was playing in the dirt and liked the crystals and the stones and you picked up the pebbles at the beach and the shells, start looking at crystals. Yeah. There's signs and imprints in your history of the things that will work for you now within spirituality. It's just finding them. Um, and yeah, there's loads of entry points. So yeah. <laughs> I apply without even knowing it I apply a very similar methodology when I'm coaching and mentoring VAs who are starting their own business around what services they're looking at offering I always go back to what do you enjoy what are you drawn to what are the stuff that really motivates you what gives you a smile you know those sort of things I guess in my own little way I'm probably doing it without you're pulling out their energy imprint that is their past energy imprint that's brought them to where they are now it's just, you know, different terminology, different way of wording it. That's all it is. <laughs> Love, it. Love it. What role do you see um, sort of intuition, intuition playing in the future of entrepreneurship? I think it's going to be really big. Yeah. And I think over the next 10 years, not only the fact that it's gaining popularity, like if you look at the statistics on Google, even searching um, and looking what the searches are since like 20, 2008, within the business category, intuition has gone up. Um, and it's steadily progressing every every year. But outside of that, I think there is so much changing, especially in the online space, that we will need our intuition more than ever. And we will need to find our personal power more than ever to be able to stand out. So I think that's where it's going to be important. If you think about how popular AI is now to write everything, to produce blog posts to produce like to produce everything and I love I love AI I'm, I have no you know I know there's some people have ethical issues with it and things like that yeah, I yeah. Think it makes my job so much easier I'm not gonna lie I can get it to generate lots of different things and ideas for me to then go and do it myself and imprint my energy into it but I think because so many people will be going down that route everyone will sound very similar it's so it's happening it's already yeah. happening. I mean, if I get another email that's been written by ChatGPT, I will scream <laughs> um, because you can you can hear it when you're reading it. I mean, yeah. I, I just got I I literally go cold when I read it, and it's just all those uh, social media attention. All I mean, every single ChatGPT social media post starts attention. Duh, attention. Duh. It's and so I, funny because it just shows oh, you that they don't they don't actually know how to use it properly. Oh. That's that, yeah. Because there's so many you can 
this is a tip for anyone who does want to use it and then we'll probably like, rinse, rinse this dry but if you're using it ask it to rewrite it and ask it to reframe it from different perspectives so you ask it to do something so if you said like write me a caption for my instagram post and it chat it chucks out attention all da 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 then ask it to rewrite it from a perspective that is very individual to you and make it more personal and then tweak it before you post it and that like it's it's so much easier <laughs> very similar sort of type of tip somebody else shared with me a couple of weeks ago which was if you are using it once you've got a post then ask it to write a google review on it because google you will then rate it yes and if you get a one star rating you're like okay (laughs) i need to start again but i think you're right i think it's that classic you know ai will only ever be as good as the person who's actually using it in the first instance yeah um, so unless you are asking it the right questions in the right way, you're not going to get what you really need. Or want. Yeah. And I think as well, another way that intuition is going to prove really important, it's going to prove important for people who are working with other people, because that's probably one of the biggest ways that I use it. I use it before I invest in a program. I use it before I decide what like pathway I'm taking. I use it and I turn down clients who come to me for work because I can just sense and feel it. And I can't say why. I give this example at the beginning of the year, I let go like an income stream because in my body, it didn't feel right. And it then meant, so because I I didn't feel right, I didn't want to do the work, which then made me feel guilty. That gave me anxiety, which gave me a headache. And I was like, I'm making myself ill for no reason. And there is no logic behind it. Not one. It's an easy job. I can get an easy income, but it doesn't sit right with me. And so I let it go. And I'm sat there at the beginning of January going, hmm, where's that money coming from? I don't know. (laughs) But then it comes and it came to me in ideas and inspiration. And that was that space and that reflection that I got. And that's been more than like compensated now because I listened to my intuition. So I think where there's probably more courses, more options, more providers, and they're all sounding the same, it's going to be very, very important to tune into you and what you really need because everybody is promoting, which sucks us in because that's it. That's what it's supposed to do. It's the energy that pulls, you know, we're pulling, they're pulling us in, but you need to be strong enough to go, does this serve me? Does this suit me? Does this help me get to the person I want to be? If it does go for it. If it doesn't say no. and <laughs> Step away. Yeah. So I think that's where it's going to be important. Yeah, and don't feel bad about stepping away because actually no. stepping away moments are really empowering, really empowering. Yeah. You have been an absolute eye-opening, just brilliant and really interesting. Thank you so much for giving up an hour of your time to chat. No worries, it's been great. It's been a real <laughs> pleasure. And for all the lovely listeners out there, all Julie's contact details, <clears throat> website details, etc., will be in the show notes. So please feel free to reach out to Julie if you're interested at all. I'm sure she'd be delighted to hear from anyone. Definitely. Else. Julie, thank you. Very, <laughs> thank you very much. Indeed. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes. Or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.